we are going to get to uh, some serious news here in a moment. Um, obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Al Jazeera journalist uh, Shireen Abu Akleh, who was killed while reporting uh, on a raid that was happening in in uh, occupied territory by occupation forces. And then we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about like Israel executing journalists and uh, other atrocities, and also America's coverage. Uh, on the matter and like American and Western media coverage on the matter and what kind of defense mechanisms there are in place every time something like this happens. Overnight, a reporter for the Al Jazeera network was shot and killed while covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank. MTS Tayab is tracking the latest developments for us. Uh, reportedly, this journalist was wearing one of those familiar blue flak jackets and said press clearly. Wearing a blue flak jacket and a helmet for the record. And the reason why the helmet is important in this situation is because she was shot by a sniper in the head is what the what the first hand accounts are stating of course as we've talked about time and time again if you just listen to the first 19 seconds of this you're like well by who they make it seem as though like a stray bullet was just flying on its own who knows who knows where that bullet came from you know bullets that are just uh naturally bullets that are basically naturally flying around uh in that region that's just how it is that's where the natural territory of bullets are well, according to the, the first-hand accounts and according to the on-the-ground coverage from humanitarian aid groups, this was the Israeli occupying forces that actually shot her and killed her. Uh, for any Americans who don't know her, it's basically like killing Anderson Cooper. She was such an important journalist in the Arab world. Yes, this is a person that has been covering the plight of Palestinians for Al Jazeera uh, in the Arab world for a very very long time. The journalists next to her here said they were targeted by Israeli forces. Now, Abu Akleh's employer, Al Jazeera, said the veteran reporter was, and I'm quoting here, assassinated in cold blood by Israeli forces. Israel's prime minister called the death unfortunate and blamed it on Palestinians, claiming they were, quote, firing indiscriminately. Yeah, the immediate claim from Israeli authorities was that this was, uh, this was actually the Palestinians that were shooting at them. Uh, they also came out with a video, a video that isn't even near the actual site where this incident was well-documented. Like, this is literally filmed. They, they have it on camera. And yeah, Betsalem, which is a humanitarian organization on the ground, immediately went in and actually fucking... Uh, the Israeli Information Center for Human Rights in the Occupied Territories, Bets, uh, am I saying it right? Betsalem? They, they uh, went in and and basically fucking showed that uh, the, the Israeli government was lying. Palestinian accusing Israel and Israel accusing Palestine. What's next? It doesn't fucking matter uh, who's accusing what. You have to literally look to the facts of the matter. I mean, there is a, yeah, there's someone, there's someone who was right there. The soldiers let them walk through and then shot them. There were actual journalists who were with her who have been shot. It's on video. And yet the Israeli government still had the gall and the capacity and the audacity to just straight up fucking say, no, it was actually Palestinians that shot her. There was indiscriminate fire from Palestinians in that area. Her partner, who was also shot, said that they were on the lookout for Israeli snipers as well. According to a reporter accompanying Shireen, when she was shot, she was not only wearing a press vest, but also a helmet. The reporters were facing the Israeli snipers. There is no way they mistook her. They hit Shireen where her head was exposed in order to kill her. Now, I'm going to show you, wait, the uh, Electronic Intifada actually uh, uh, did a decent coverage on this. Hold on. 
In a tragic and deliberate crime that violates all international laws and norms, Israeli occupation forces assassinated in Kolbar, our correspondent Shireen Abu Akleh, the Qatar-based network said. Israel initially blamed the Palestinians for Abu Akleh's death, but later walked back those claims. Her death was announced by the Palestinian health ministry shortly after videos circulated online showing her limp body being carried into a car and evacuated. The veteran correspondent was hit by a live bullet on Wednesday while covering the Israeli raids in the city of Jenin and was rushed to the hospital in critical condition, according to the ministry and Al Jazeera journalists, the network's English language website reported. Abu Akleh is a Palestinian with U.S. citizenship, remember, she also has a U.S. citizenship uh, as well, was wearing a press vest and a helmet when she was killed, and she was 51 years old. Uh, Shirin Abu Akleh's colleague and eyewitness who was standing right by her described how an Israeli sniper directly targeted her. They were both very, like I said, I'm going to repeat this one more time. They were both wearing press jackets and helmets, as you saw in that video. Um, Shireen was shot near her ear where the helmet didn't cover. It was a shot of extreme precision. A second journalist, Alisa Moody, was shot in the back during the same incident and was reported to be in stable condition. In interviews from his hospital bed, Samudi insisted that the journalists had been deliberately targeted by the Israeli forces and there was no fire from Palestinians at the time towards the Israeli soldiers. Samudi said the journalists were in an open area and would have been clearly visible to the soldiers. He said he could not see any Palestinian fighters or even civilians in the area, only Israeli soldiers. We were going to film the Israeli army operation and suddenly they shot us without asking us to leave or stop filming, Samudi said. The first bullet hit me and the second bullet hit Shireen. There was no Palestinian military resistance at all at the scene. Shatya Hanaisa, another journalist who was right next to Abu Akleh, also said there had been no confrontations between Palestinian fighters and the Israeli army and said that the journalists had been targeted. Now, the reason why I'm covering this, obviously, because I, I cover stuff like this all the time, you know, I covered when uh, a, a American journalist was uh, executed in, uh, in Ukraine. But the reason why I'm covering this with this level of thorough uh, eyewitness testimony is because, like I mentioned, the immediate fucking reaction was from Western media to declare that, like, use passive language. The immediate reaction from the occupying forces and their defenders was to uh, say it's actually the fucking Palestinians that shot them. I, I want to make sure that you understand, like, there is no... There is no like, uh, oh, I don't know, well, in the fog of battle, like what happened? Like these are journalists and this was better documented than even the American journalist that was killed in uh, Ukraine. Like there is enough information coming uh, that, that it, is, it is very difficult to, to muddy the waters here in the same way that, once again, the Israeli occupational forces tried to. Now, Israel immediately acknowledged that its soldiers were in the Jenin refugee camp and looking for what it calls terror suspects. Near daily raids by the Israeli occupation forces across the West Bank regularly result in injuries and deaths among Palestinians. This has been ongoing for some time now. But Tel Aviv immediately went on the offensive, denying responsibility for Abu Akleh's death. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett issued a statement that I'm going to show you now, uh, that according to the information Israel has gathered, uh, it appears uh, it appears likely that armed Palestinians who were indiscriminately firing at the time were responsible for the unfortunate death of the journalist. Now, they put a video out there as well. Bennett based his claim on this video that was shot by Palestinians and shared on social media. In the video, Palestinian government say, we hit a soldier, he's lying on the ground. Except this area is, it, this is such a shit job that one, it was mistranslated, and two, the area that they're showing here, there's no body, 
There's no body whatsoever in this video. And the area that they're showing here is not even anywhere near the actual fucking, uh, where the actual shooting happened. Bennett said no Israeli soldier was injured in the clashes and claimed this increased the possibility that Palestinians were the ones who shot the journalist. Bennett added that Israel called on the Palestinians to conduct a joint pathological analysis and investigation, which would be based on all the existing documentation and findings in order to get to the truth. So far, the Palestinians have refused this offer. Now, you might be wondering why Palestinians would refuse this offer. Because time and time again, Israel has uh, done things like this and then turned around and fucking used it as an opportunity to just straight up lie. Uh, time and time again, when uh, Israeli occupational forces, occupying forces have killed nurses, journalists, children playing, uh, you know, soccer, children throwing fucking rocks or whatever the fuck, they regularly will use this in every opportunity to like still vilify the person straight up call them a terrorist and then when it comes out that they're not they're like literally a fucking nurse and it's like very clearly and well documented they'll turn around and go well they were just using them as a body shield as a body shield this is a body shield that uh you know the the hamas organization was using you know a nurse or a journalist as a body shield remember this is the same occupational uh this is the same occupying force the bloodthirsty uh occupying force that has also bombed the associated press building in the uh, uh in the gaza strip so you know it's not the first time that they've done stuff like this uh the most moral army my fucking ass okay now, breaking new information, of course, when it immediately came out that because uh, Betzalem uh, conducted a, an, an investigation to to very quickly uh, vilify this uh, and, and very quickly uh, show the real accounts on the ground. Uh, they had to backtrack it. But before that, uh, let me just tell you, the video does not show any shooting or any person who has been shot. The context, a narrow alleyway looks very different from the open area where Abu Akhtik was shot. It is unclear even if it refers to the same incident. The Israeli foreign minister shared another clip showing a man firing an automatic weapon in a narrow alleyway. And the ministry repeated the claim that the Palestinians were firing indiscriminately and are likely to have hit uh, Abu Akhtik. The subtitles in the foreign ministry video do not match its audio, but appear to be taken from the video shared by Ravid. So they didn't even fucking, they like did a, a shitty ass edit job. They didn't even do a good enough job. Can't wait for Ben Shapiro and others to defend this and victim blame. No, they won't. They won't even cover it. If it reaches uh, peak volatility, okay, and people start talking about it, then maybe they'll cover it and say, why did none of you talk about all the terror attacks that occurred in Israel? Uh, why do you only care about it when Israel retaliates in self-defense and ends up murdering a journalist in self-defense? And that uh, you're anti-Semitic and also acts of anti-Semitism are increasing uh, in America because you keep covering Israel's uh, war crimes. Now, the Israeli army shared the same video. Nothing in either video appears to connect them to the death of Abu Akhlek. Israel's immediate goal appears to have been to blow enough smoke to avoid damaging headlines and sow doubt about what happened. Now, of course, what did Western media do, though? What did they do? Well, they immediately fucking took that hook, line, and sinker. They either, A, used passive voice, okay, when talking about it, like, a bullet traveled into the head of uh, Al Jazeera journalist, or literally fucking straight up took the, pal uh, the, the Israeli line on it. Israel's defense minister says he's very sorry for what happened and promised a thorough investigation of the killing of Al Jazeera reporter Sharin Abu Akhlek. Benny Gantz has asked that the Palestinian officials hand over the bullet that killed her. And for the record, it's happening, yes, on a fucking raid on UN-recognized Palestinian territory. Like, that's where, the, that's where the assassination happened. That was one thing that they said. Uh, another, another incredible fucking line was when, uh, you know, when, when it first, when it originally happened, uh, the, the first reaction from mainstream media to this was, of course, to use passive voice, and I, I uh, pointed that out, and immediately, of course, people were like, oh, dude, fuck you. 
Uh, you don't know. Why are you jumping to conclusions? Well, because I fucking saw the video. Here it is. Hold on. I posted about this last night. I said, this is insane. I said, it was the IDF that shot and killed this Al Jazeera journalist. Might be hard to figure out from the passive language in the headline from Associated Press. Now, this is... 100% deliberate. There's a reason for it. I mean, they deleted this awful propaganda whitewashing the Israeli apartheid regime's execution of a journalist. Yeah, Forbes came out with a tweet saying, uh, a well-known reporter died after being hit in the head by a bullet, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. Died by being hit in the head with a bullet. Where did the bullet come from? Naturally occurring bullets. It's just a, it's a wonder. You know, you gotta, you gotta be worried about that. Naturally occurring bullets. Israeli human rights group. Now we're going to talk about that. Bet Selim. Uh, said its field worker in Jenin documented the exact locations of which the Palestinian gunmen depicted in a video distributed by the Israeli army fired, as well as the exact location which journalist Shireen Abu Akhlek was killed. Based on its investigation, the group concluded that the video of Palestinian gunfire distributed by Israeli military cannot be the gunfire that killed the journalist Shireen Abu Akhlek. So we're going to watch that now. Location of the Palestinian uh, firing in the video distributed by the Israeli army. This is where that video was. This is the hallway. Like, this is the alleyway. Yeah, this is the alleyway that uh, the Israeli occupying forces said, were, like, or showed the video from. That's the alleyway where, like, shooting the video that they distributed saying, like, oh, yeah, they're shooting here. And this is where they, like, shot and, and killed her. And then this is the actual area where um, she was shot and killed. Coming up now. Hundreds, several hundreds of meters away from the the video footage and the shooting that they're referencing and not even in the same time frame location where journalist shireen abu akhlek was killed several hundred meter meters further down the road what do they gain by taking this risk killing her like this though uh what did the american government gain by shooting at a bunch of journalists two reuters journalists and killing them from a gunship there is no risk israel can do whatever the fuck it wants to palestinians even if they're journalists okay there's no there's no they've killed nurses dog what are you talking about there's no consequences in this situation. There's nothing. The Guardian, again, competing for the title of the worst newspaper in Britain. Al Jazeera accuses Israeli forces of killing journalists in West Bank. What an incredible way to cover this, dude. It's just awesome. The IDF has directly killed 52 Palestinians in the West Bank this year, triple the number of that time this time last year. Yeah, the World Trade Center collapsed in New York City during a conflict between U.S. forces and Al-Qaeda militants. Only two countries that get away with this type of shit are U.S. and Israel because of the U.S.? Exactly. They do this because they know they'll never have to see a semblance of consequences because they have uncritical support from Western nations like the U.S., especially the United States. Grow up watching her. There isn't a single Palestinian that doesn't know her. She was an icon of press covering Palestine ever since I can remember. May she rest in power. No passive voice for police violence, but okay for Israeli police state? Wait. Avoid the vague officer involved for uh, shootings and other cases involving police. Be specific about what happened. If police use the term, ask, how was the officer or officers involved? Who did the shooting? This is, this is a change that they made last year during the George Floyd protests. But of course, uh, the passive voice is still being used when it comes to Israeli cops, which are uh, operating under the lack of accountability created for them by, again, the American uh, military state. All of the major headlines since the killing of Shirin Abu Akhlek by Israeli forces earlier today, uh, all obviously to blame uh, away from Israel uh, and, and will we'll turn around and even go so far as to say, including the uh, Associated Press, of course, will turn around and, and run defense for the Israeli occupying forces and will take the word of the Israeli occupying forces over the eyewitness testimony of people who were fucking shot at 
Al Jazeera reporter dies following disputed incident in the West Bank. Al Jazeera reporter killed during Israeli military raid in West Bank City. Al Jazeera journalist killed during Israeli raid in West Bank. Palestinian American journalist fatally shot during Israeli raid in West Bank. Al Jazeera Shireen Abu Akleq is killed while reporting on an Israeli raid. Who killed her? How did she die? Did she die on accident? What happened? Did she stumble onto a bullet? No. She got shot in the fucking neck. She took the necessary precautions, knowing full well that she was putting her life at risk. If she was in Ukraine, the headline would be very different. Yeah, of course the headline would be very different because Russia is America's enemy, okay? So when a foreign adversary of America engages in horrific, bloodthirsty actions as, uh, as Russia has, then it gets not only adequate coverage, but sometimes even more than adequate coverage. Like, they'll literally be like, we need to fucking, you know, we need to kill 10 Russian babies for as many fucking uh, shots fired towards, uh, you know, U.S. journalists in Russia. They get whipped up into a frenzy. And by the way, that does not fucking absolve Russia of the sin of, of invading Ukraine, okay? They are completely uh, in the wrong for that. I'm not even making any sort of defense. I'm not running defense for that at all. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, I know that people get like super fucking triggered and immediately go, oh, wow, like it, this must mean that you're defending Russia. It's like, no, you only would feel that way if you think I'm defending Israel or defending America in any meaningful capacity in any of these situations. When I compare a country's actions to America or Israel, that is the worst thing I can do to the country, okay? These are bloodthirsty nations, okay? These are nations that get away with so much bloodshed. And of course, it's always a clash. It's always a clash. It's a two-sided situation. It's incredible how quickly the media turn murders and massacres into mere clashes when it suits their agenda. At least one dead white nationalist ignite Virginia clashes. Chilean protesters decrying inequality clash with police. Bolivia's crisis turns deadly again as five killed in clash. Al Jazeera journalists are killed during clashes in the West Bank. By the way, to add more insult to injury, she's from the declining Palestinian Christian community. Not only did we lose an icon, the Palestinian Christians had a big loss today. Now, let's hear what Jen Psaki uh, had to say about this. Let's hear the Psaki bomb on this issue. Another, this is an American journalist, okay? This is a Palestinian American journalist that was uh, violently and brutally and mercilessly executed. So let's hear what uh, Jen Psaki had to say about it, the Psaki bomb. We are heartbroken to learn uh, of the killing of the Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akleq and injures, uh, and injuries to producer Ali Samoudi today in the West Bank. We send our deepest condolences to her family, friends, and strongly condemn her killing. Shireen was a reporting legend followed closely by those who care about the region and is mourned by all who know her. Like, who did it? Like, well, how did it happen? Thoughts and prayers. And also billions of dollars to, uh, of course, the uh, state of Israel to like literally continue doing this. And also uh, always will run defense at the UN Security Council to ensure that like no such, no, no consequences ever come to Israel for, for these actions, okay? Just last week, World Press Freedom Day marked the role journalists play in its free flow of information, ideas, opinions, including dissenting ones, as essential as, uh, as being essentially inclusive and tolerant societies. It's heart-wrenching to see the killing of a journalist one week later. I want to mention something else here as well. Uh, uh, this, is the he this is the press secretary still before she goes to fucking MSNBC, of course, to get a nice little job. This is the press secretary of a government that is still very actively hunting down and unjustifiably holding Julian Assange in contempt of some court for a crime that he did not commit for being, uh, you know, for being responsible for the, the website that published hacked and sometimes, uh, you know, declassified data. So remember that it's bullshit, bullshit that she's saying this. 
We will continue to promote media freedom and protect journalists' ability to do their jobs without fear of violence, threats to their lives or safety, or unjust detention. Unjust detention, Julian Assange. Her, her death is a tragic loss and an affront to media freedom everywhere. No mention of who is responsible. But you don't want to hear them actually say who is responsible because when, mark my words, uh, there is a likelihood that when they do come out with who is responsible, it will probably be uh, somewhere along the lines of the Palestinians were lying and also uh, it's, it's actually the Palestinians themselves that were responsible. Anyway, so we already talked about that, but, but Selim did uh, this uh, quick on-the-ground coverage on it. And for the record, this isn't new. Israel has had a long history of using fake videos, images, or ones taken out of context to evade responsibility for his actions is 100% true. One of the most comical approaches in this matter has even been so far as to what was it, Bella Hadid? Was that a fucking protest? It was Bella Hadid, right? She was at a fucking protest. It was just like a pro-Palestinian protest. And people were saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And they literally made it seem like, in the subtitles, they made it seem like... Uh, 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 that they were saying, like, throw the Jew in the sea or something. No one was saying that. It was very clearly them saying, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And uh, they they subtitled it as, like, throw the Jew in the sea. Look at Bella Hadid, claiming that Bella Hadid was saying, throw the Jew in the sea. That was cool. That was a fun little thing. They do shit like that all the time. And they're not bad at propaganda, okay? It, it, they're not. Israel is not bad at propaganda. Israel's very good at propaganda, and that's kind, they're kind of a victim of their own success in this situation. Uh, for so long, Israel's been so good at, uh, at, at basically controlling the flow of information in the Western world uh, with respect to uh, its, its uh, you know, crimes against humanity and its mistreatment of Palestinians that it's on autopilot at this point. So it, it, there's never been an, an instance where, where the, the public opinion on this matter started turning uh in favor of like the recognition of palestinians as human beings this is like a very new thing it's a very new thing only in the past couple of years have palestinians been seen as like human beings and even then uh regardless of our recognition of the humanity of Palestinians, the human status of Palestinians, uh, oftentimes we are still very quick to overlook the crimes that they are uh, subjected to by the Israeli occupying forces. Israel later, after this image, uh, after this video came out from Betzalem, Israel later walked back its accusations against Palestinians with, an, with its army chief, Aviv Kahavi, asserting that at the moment it is not possible to determine from which fire Abu Akhlek was killed. Kahawi said the Israeli army would hold a self-investigation to clarify the facts and present them in full as soon as possible. So there's that too. The Israeli foreign ministry even tweeted out saying, stating, okay, uh, there was no claim that the gunfire in the clip killed journalist Shireen Abu Akleh. Rather, that Palestinian terrorists were firing indiscriminately and that they identified shooting down someone that looked to them like a soldier, i.e. perhaps wearing a vest and a helmet. This video shows Palestinian terrorists firing indiscriminately and likely hitting an Al Jazeera journalist Shireen uh, Abu Akleh. A free and fair press is fundamental. They literally fucking straight up said, look at these Palestinian terrorists firing at this journalist. And, and as soon as they were fucking called out for lying about it, they're like, oh, we would have never said that. We would have never said that. That's crazy. Who, who could have said such a thing? Not us, of course. Sounds a lot like Ukraine shot themselves. Yes. And this is why it is fucking my coverage on Ukraine on this matter has literally always made these comparisons because Russia, this is why I always say Russia is doing IDF shit. Russia is doing America shit. 
They do it all the fucking time. This is just like what this is what the the superpower in the fucking conflict does. Exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Their entire iOS play is to muddy the water and release the truth once people no longer care. Exactly, exactly. Okay. The, we were wearing flak jackets clearly marked as press. Journalist Shatya Hanaisha bears witness to the cold-blooded murder of Al Jazeera Shireen Abu Akleq by Israeli snipers in Jinan, north of the Occupy West Bank this morning. There were three eyewitnesses. One of them was shot and survived. And the immediate reaction from, uh, from all of the Israeli propaganda outlets was to say, oh, it's fucking bullshit. The Palestinians did it. Or uh, they deserved it. Uh, meanwhile, Itamar Ben-Gvir, by the way, a far-right Israeli lawmaker notorious for praising violence against Palestinians, justified the killing and said this, When terrorists fire on our soldiers in Jenin, they must return fire with full force, even if these are, there are journalists in the area from Al Jazeera who often deliberately stand in the middle of the battle and disturb the soldiers. To get a better understanding of like how fucking reactionary uh, Israel is and how reactionary some of the Israeli politicians are, there you go. It's like... Dude, it's Little America. You know what I mean? She was reportedly injured in the fire by the terrorist Ben Gvir also claimed, but in any case, full backing to the heroic Israeli army soldiers. Here's the whitewash mechanism. I don't think we killed her, Rankachov, a spokesperson for the Israeli army, told the public broadcaster. We proposed the Palestinians to open a swift joint probe. If we indeed killed her, we'll take responsibility, but it doesn't seem to be the case. The reason why this investigation uh, is, is dog shit is because historically it's always been dog shit. They immediately start off by saying Palestinians actually killed her. And uh, as a man in the sun is correctly pointing out here, that the shooting was actually, then an investigation is concluded and the shooting was in accordance to the rules of engagement. And also then uh, if they go a buck wild enough, they'll go so far as to say she was actually a body shield. She put herself in danger on purpose to make Israel look bad slash she was being used as a body shield. And this obviously, by this stage though, it's like already gone. It's long gone. People don't give a fuck about it at that point. You know what I mean? Like the Western world does not give a fuck about it at that point. And there's a reason why the Israeli humanitarian mission Betzalem announced it would stop cooperating with the Israeli military investigations because Israeli military investigations, they termed it a whitewash mechanism. The renowned Israeli human rights group added that 25 years of fruitless filing complaints on behalf of Palestinians brought us to the realization that there is no longer any point in pursuing justice and defending human rights by working with a system whose real function is measured by its ability to continue to successfully cover up unlawful acts and protect perpetrators. Israeli forces attacked journalists covering the Great March of Return, the mass unarmed protests in Gaza that started in 2018. Two journalists, Yasser Murtaja and Ahmed Abu Hussein, were killed and dozens were injured during its bombing campaign in Gaza this time last year. Remember, Israel deliberately targeted buildings uh, housing dozens of local and international media offices. Remember, they fucking literally bombed the building that the Associated Press was in and then turned around and said, there's Hamas in there. Hamas was there, actually. We know of it. We know Hamas was there. And not only that, but then the rest of the world this time around was like actually turning on, on uh, the, the unconditional support they usually offer. The Western media was even turning on the unconditional support they normally offer to the Israeli coverage of their uh, war crimes. And they said, okay, show us proof. No proof was given. And yet to this day, no proof has been given as to why they bombed a fucking massive building in Gaza that, that the Associated Press was in. Uh, the numerous other international journalism outlets were in. And last month, International Criminal Court received a complaint about alleging war crimes against journalists by the Israeli occupation forces. The complaint concerns the systemic targeting of four Palestinian media workers who were killed or maimed by Israeli snipers while covering demonstrations in Gaza, according to the International Federation of Journalists. Except nothing will happen. Nothing has happened and nothing will continue to happen. As a matter of fact, these kinds of investigations are oftentimes used by the likes of Ben Shapiro here in the United States of America to claim like that there is 
an, an unjustifiable microscope uh, under uh, Israel and that all of these other countries do war crimes and that nobody gives a shit. Except that's not the case. Plenty of people give a shit about the war crimes of America. Plenty of people give a shit about the war crimes that Saudi Arabia is engaging in. Plenty of people give a shit about the war crimes that Russia is engaging in as well. And obviously when Russia engages in that, the entire Western world's like, all right, fuck those guys. Let's cover it. Let's uh, let's get some kind of justice here. But when Saudi Arabia does it, you avoid it because it's who is the victim? People in Yemen. Nobody gives a shit, right? And it's being done with our weapons, with our weapons of war, with our fucking targeting systems, with our refueling systems. Okay. So when we we are responsible for the famine in Yemen, we are responsible in Israel this this violence against the Palestinian people. It's never covered. It's never actually. Uh, it never amounts to anything. Here's Abdullah Fayyad, uh, writer uh, at the Globe Opinion uh, and the editor who's on the editorial board of the Boston Globe, who's a Pulitzer Prize finalist. He says, what a strange revealing thing for an Israeli military spokesman to say as a preemptive defense of killing a Palestinian journalist. Kochav described Abu Akleh as filming and working for a media outlet amidst armed Palestinians. They're armed with cameras, if you'll permit me to say so. Yes, that's right. It's a weapon. Um, here it is. The Israeli gunfire didn't stop, although Shireen was laying on the ground. This is one of the uh, eyewitness accounts from uh, first-hand eyewitness accounts of the people that were shot at, okay? The Israeli gunfire didn't stop, although Shireen was lying on the ground. The gunfire didn't even stop. People could also reach her from, people couldn't also reach her from the other side. People were trying to reach her. Even the private vehicle that took her to the hospital was hardly able to reach her due to the continued gunfire. One young man jumped off a wall and pulled me out. He then pulled Shireen out. This proved to me that we journalists were being deliberately targeted. We were wearing the press gear. Shireen was even wearing a press marked helmet. He was wearing a helmet. This means he who fired at her was intending to shoot her in an area of her body that's uncovered. I consider what happened an assassination of all of us journalists in my colleague Mujahed and I tried to reach her. It, we could have we would have directly been targeted by the gunfire. People were warning us that the Israeli snipers were not far away from us. We were opposite to the building where the Israeli snipers were positioned. The Israeli soldiers were opposite to us and were seeing us. We were standing in an area where the soldiers could identify us as journalists. I told one of my colleagues, let's go out of this area. He insisted that we remain in the same area so the soldiers could identify us as journalists. And then we would advance. We stood in an area opposite to the Israeli soldiers. We stood up as a group and then we advanced. The gunfire started after we reached an area where we could not pull back. This means that if the gunfire was not aimed at our killing, then we the snipers. So before we get into this, like, uh, I, I do want to talk about the accountability aspect of it again. I want to talk about this, uh, you know, investigation. First and foremost, the Israeli police went to Shirin Abu Akleh's home. And uh, one of the things that they did was to ask to take down the Palestinian flags hung outside. There was a big commotion there as well. So they like ransacked through the fucking house or try to ransack through the fucking house. So remember that. Remember that. Okay. Understand that that's what they did. After they fucking executed uh, this journalist, their their immediate uh, their immediate move was to go and fucking, uh, you know, go to her house. And then also on top of that, so they, they have now since then have uh, backtracked on the uh, initial claim that Abu Akhlek might have been shot by a Palestinian gunman. And the IDF chief of staff general Kakavi said in a statement that at the moment it is not possible to determine from which the fire Abu Akhlek was killed from. 
And here it is, okay? This is one of the reasons why uh, the Israeli investigation, the Israeli investigation conducted on, on like, Israel's own occupying force is oftentimes just fucking bullshit. Here is Adala obtained video footage of police investigating the murder of a Palestinian citizen, Musa Hasuna, in Lod during the violent May 2021 events. The footage indicates that the Israeli politicians pressured police to close the files against the five Jewish-Israeli suspects. This is, like, uh, the, the, the suspects that aren't even uh these are like like random citizens that are fucking engaging in acts of violence not the fucking idf adala appealed the prosecutor's closure on the cases on behalf of hasuna's family the police conducted a negligent flawed investigation with the ultimate aim of closing the cases and clearing the suspects palestinian citizens were met with police brutality and armed israeli jewish vigilante groups this is the other part of it okay uh this is the other part of the fucking uh the awfulness the 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 bloodshed is that it's not always just the IDF, the occupying forces that uh, engage in this kind of brutality. They also allow citizens to engage in this kind of brutality and they defend them. This, of course, happens uh, in the West Bank. The West Bank is where uh, there is state-sanctioned violence. There's direct state violence, but then there's also state-sanctioned violence where they let, uh, you know, some of the Israeli people go and blow off some steam by beating the living shit out of Palestinian kids in uh, uh, street clashes. And this doesn't just happen in the West Bank. This happens internally within Israel as well, okay? In, in the full-blown occupied territories of Israel, not just West Bank, but this happens in territories inside of Israel where there are Palestinian Arabs that have Israeli citizenship, uh, the, the lucky few that are treated, again, as second-class citizens. Like, Lod is a, a city inside of Israel. Investigator one says the head of the weapons lab told me he won't check the weapons unless charges are filed. Listen, he's crazy. I told him, don't you understand that in order to decide whether or not to file charges, we need to know who fired the lethal shot. He said, you have the suspect's testimonies. Investigator two says, is he serious? Investigator one says, I just had a huge argument with him. Investigator two says, I must be dreaming. People have gone completely insane. Investigator one says, listen, it's crazy. I told him, okay, understand, we're together on it. And he says, we pay a lot of money for these tests. The tests in this case are my last priority. Investigator 2 says, oh, really? He should tell that to the minister who is calling every 10 minutes asking for updates on the case. And Investigator 1 says, I told him that some of the detained suspects claimed that they fired their weapon into the air. We need to, we need to check their testimonies and we, finally, and we need to finally know. The bullet removed from the body from which weapon it was fired. For the record, they they didn't do that. Like, this is a, a just in the eyes of the Israeli uh, occupying forces, it's not worth the the, uh, the the dollar value to figure out. Because they openly admit that they were shooting their guns in the air. But they just could not fucking figure out whose weapon uh, the, the, the bullet was fired from. Oops. Like, they know someone got fucking killed with a gun. They know who was there. With their guns the the people that were there with their guns openly admit that they fired their guns but they just simply cannot conduct an investigation into who was actually uh the one responsible for firing the gun that video is from a separate investigation that was basically folded okay and shelved the reason why i showed that is because i want to show you that like the israeli investigation into crimes committed by even israeli citizens against palestinian or arab israeli citizens is rarely ever 
rarely ever getting like the actual full-blown uh, uh you know investigative tools of the authorities but then also on top of that the the idf investigations are even less conclusive like they just don't care they will turn around and say oh it was the proper rules of engagement they'll turn around and say uh, we are the most moral army they'll fucking cr they'll cry about it afterwards like oh man we are really sad uh that you know we were forced to kill so many of these innocent civilians i mean that were all actually uh, meat shields defend hamas here it is by the way the location where the journalist shirin abu Akleq was killed and the location of the armed palestinian firing in the video distributed by the israeli army for the record this is look at the footage like i mean there's no tos here i just want to show you well actually there is big tos here attacks inside israel notice the terms of service violations i'm showing you currently i don't even know how why twitch is allowing me to show this what you are seeing is a bunch of violent palestinians with incredibly deadly weapons that are hidden inside of rocks those are actually not rocks they are uh, uh small thermonuclear grade uh explosive devices but it's actually it looks like a stone because of the incredible technology that the the palestinians have yes with janine notice notice this notice this uh now wow what wow they are straight up throwing nuclear grade ballistic weapons at these vehicles these heavily armed uh these these heavily armored vehicles you see that did someone say a stone can actually kill someone yeah you know what also can kill someone you fucking dumb bitch five five six rounds and and like all of the guns and all of the fucking actual artillery and shelling that the israeli occupying forces use on a regular basis on unsuspecting palestinians for the crime of living inside of the world's largest open-air prison in gaza or the crime of living in the occupied territory of west bank why doesn't the american military invade iraq with fucking rocks then huh if rocks are so fucking solid as a, as a tool if rocks are so good and so valid why is the american military using depleted depleted uranium shells fucking stupid how does this work how did these words come out of your fucking mouth dude uh, let's get to, uh, you know, the, the number one greatest occupying force on the planet, America's favorite uh, loving little brother, uh, Israel. The Israeli occupying force attacked the funeral procession of the murdered journalist Shirin Abu Akleh. So, like, if you were to think, like, hey, man, you know, uh, maybe they will uh, allow this person to have peace after they assassinated her. Uh, nope, think again, that's not happening. Um, you know, ACAB is a universal concept. This is part of the reason, here it is. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Why do you think this is in any way, shape or form an appropriate way to look at a crowd who is like understandably agitated, who is uh, feeling wronged. Israel does this to force backlash. They want an excuse to kill Palestinians. I think so. I, I think that is the reason. Yes. I think that like the real reason is because they want, they want someone to fucking push back. They want someone to cast the first stone so they can fucking turn around and like go, you know, nuclear on their asses. Look, look, look. It, it took the baton out already. Motherfucker's ready to go. He's so horny. Now, there are a lot of camera angles of the fucking incident, but uh, 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 I retweeted earlier this morning, like, one of the moments, uh, one of the bigger moments of this, where you can very clearly see the uh, the occupying force barbarians rip a fucking Palestinian flag off the hands of one of the people, like, holding on to the fucking, uh, to the coffin. They have to be careful, though, the U.S. media is turning on them. Oh, yeah, dude. There is a level that, like, even the biggest libtards are not going to fucking go along with, okay? Israel has not learned its lesson from the last uh, mowing the lawn endeavor that they had.
precisely one year ago. What they are failing to comprehend is that like there is so much, there's only so much brutality that you can subject people to until like people in the Western world, which obviously like uh, the the Israeli Defense Force uh, truly cares about the perspective of the Western world, specifically Americans. America is number one ally to Israel, and that's the reason why there's never any sort of like severe punishment or backlash. But like they 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 didn't learn it from last time. Like they they keep increasing the brutality, they keep increasing the stress, they keep increasing. Uh, the the transparent, uh, uh, horrifying human rights abuse that they subject Palestinians to on a daily basis. And obviously, like, America doesn't give a fuck, ultimately. Like, I mean, Joseph Robinette Biden literally was like, oh, Jack, look alive, Jack, what, you're mowing the lawn? Let me give you more grass, uh, you know... Let me give you better equipment to mow that lawn, Jack. They gave like seven gorillion fucking dollars. They were like, literally, the, the Biden administration was like, I fucking love, I love what you're doing, Jack. Kill a Gazan teenager on me, Jack. Here. Even even liberal media is now fucking finally turning a little bit. At Shireen Abu Akhdek's funeral, scenes of grief as Israeli police beat mourners. I have never seen directional violence be adequately and proportionally fucking explained in an American headline before when the Palestinians are treated as anything but fucking animals. It's crazy. First time ever where a Palestinian human and their fucking plight is actually examined from the framework of a full-blown human being. Incredible. No clashes occurred. No, uh, you know, uh, uh, funeral proceeding goers uh, impacted by batons flying from the space that uh, was a, a baton tornado uh, happened to hit this uh, this funeral as clashes occurred. Incredible. This is the this is the bare minimum. But, you know, Israel police beat mourners. That is exactly what happened. And that's how the media is covering it. That is strange. Um, of course, you look at the titles in CBS. A video shows Israel riot police clashing with mourners at the funeral of Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akhlek, who was killed two days earlier. At one point, the tussling becomes so intense that her coffin almost topples to the ground. That's not clashing, motherfucker. It's one-sided. Only one side has batons, you fucking animals. Here, this is the angle that I also retweeted uh, here. This is it. Here, look, look. The closest video of the Israeli police suppressing the funeral procession of Shireen Abu Akhlek as the coffin was leaving the French hospital towards the cemetery. They do not give you peace in, even in death. You can't even have dignity after you are fucking assassinated by the occupying force. They will not give you dignity even in death. Because in their eyes, you are not a human being, okay? It's just, that is the reality. Look at that. Look at that. What fucking purpose does that serve? How gross, dude. How fucking gross. How disgusting. And not a single one of these other fucking animals is like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. We should like, uh, maybe we should stop beating them. Like, nope, nope, kick them. Use the baton on them. Look at that. That guy got a, his fucking skull crack with a baton. Still rushes back to hold the fucking, uh, uh, hold the, the coffin up. The gravitational force of the fucking sheer balls on all of these dudes that are just like, fuck it. You know, it doesn't matter. Just another day. Another day with a fucking occupying force is just like fucking caving my skull in. But I'm going to do what I have to do and, and carry this coffin over. Um, yeah, here's the police ripping the Palestinian flags off the hearse, by the way. Because the mere mention, the mere sight of the Palestinian flag itself is, is, is uh, too much. Remember, they literally went into the fucking homes. They went into her home immediately after assassinating her. And tried to take the fucking flags down at her home. <clears throat> Israeli police released video showing their officers ripping the Palestinian flags off the hearse. What, why would you do that? Why the fuck would you do that? 
Bro, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I don't know how you deal with this. You know what I mean? The Israeli settlers hurry to seize a building belonging to the Jabari family in Hebron while attending is diverted to attack Shireen Abu Akla's funeral in Jerusalem. This is settler colonialism in action. What? Are you serious? No shot. There's no way. There this is out of context. I don't know. I don't know if this is real or not. I can't I, I, I don't know if this is real or not. They I I, I need I need further verification. I I, I it could be. Okay, it could be real, but I do need further video of the new Jewish acquisition in building acquisition in Hebron. We are going into the new home purchased by Jews in Hebron. Let's go in and check it out. And up we go through the building. Okay. That's wild. Up, oh, well, dude, opportunity, baby. Uh, stupid chatters. That's because of uh, you anti-Semitic people that my country, France, voted a law that prevents you from having anti-Zionist positions. No, no, it's not because of the fucking anti-Semitic people that like uh, there are insane fucking anti-Zionist laws out there. No, that's it's a there's a little bit more motivation beyond uh, just like random fucking anti-Semites, especially in France. Like, what do you mean? Who isn't anti-Semitic at that point? <laughs> it's we're talking about France. <laughs> In Florida, in order to be a congressperson, you need to get like multiple DUIs. In France, you have to be anti-Semitic. They're like, how anti-Semitic are you? Uh, not anti-Semitic enough. Sorry, you are not going to be... Uh, you are not going to be le premier. <laughs> le president. And Islamophobic, especially though. Way more Islamophobic, obviously. Uh, so if you're anti-Israel, you are an anti-Semite. I mean, most Jews do support Israel's stolen land. I mean, dude, there are a lot of... No, there are a lot of Jewish people that support Israel, okay? They, of course, uh, there are. Just like there are a lot of American people who offer support without recognizing the bloodshed that comes along with like offering support to America and the American empire. Your goal is to pick as many people as possible and, and try to change their attitudes, change their minds. Or at least my goal is. But we talked about birthright already. Like this is, there's an entire industry dedicated to literally brainwashing as many American Jews as possible at an early fucking age. What do you think happens at birthright? What, what, what do you, you go there for free as a free trip as a, as a young boy or girl. Uh, it, it's like hormones are fucking popping off everywhere. It's like, and, and they show you like shelled out buildings and they say like, look at this, look at how fucking terrifying it is. Our enemy is always like, you know, around us and all in, you know, the entire world is against us. All this shit. U.S. Jews have widely differing views on Israel. Majority Orthodox Jews believe God gave the land that is now Israel to uh, Jewish people. Uh, say they have a lot of uh, some in common with Jews in Israel. Uh, all Jewish adults, 60%. Feel very somewhat attached to Israel, 58%. Follow news about Israel somewhat closely, 57%. Say caring about Israel is essential about being Jewish means, 45%. Rate Netanyahu's leadership as excellent, good, 40%. Rate Trump's handling of the nation's policy towards Israel as excellent, good, 40%. Strongly oppose boycott, divestment, sanctions, BDS movement, 34%. Say the Israeli government is making sincere effort towards peace, 33%. <laughs> Believe God gave the land that is now Israel to the Jewish people, 32%. Bush fucking said God told him to invade Iraq. You can make the same argument that America is a Christian wasp terror state. I mean, yes, I know. Most Jewish Americans identify as Democrat or lean towards the Democratic Party and more than half the negative ratings at the time of the survey, both Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the President Donald Trump's handling. But Orthodox Jews, 75% of whom are Republican. The funniest thing is Orthodox Jews elsewhere are like, like violently anti-Israel. Like there's an there's an entire sect of Orthodox Jews in like uh, the UK, for example, that are like like violently anti-Israel. Okay, like insane, which is pretty funny when you think about it. But like American Orthodox Jews are a, a super insular community and and very very reactionary. This is gross. Hey. This is incredibly gross. Taking advantage of like uh, the commotion 
uh, that the the occupying force created at a fucking funeral proceeding. Never let a good opportunity get a, a you know go uh, unused. Okay, holy fuck. Yeah, this shit is fucking gross, dude. Israeli settlers heard to seize a building belonging to the Jabari family in Hebron while attending it, while the attention is diverted to attacks on the Shirin Abu Akhla's funeral in Jerusalem. I can see this being deliberately done, by the way. This actually kind of makes sense as to why uh, this kind of like violence occurred and, and, and that brutality was actually directional, specifically to pay attention to that while this was happening on the other side. And if you think that that's like, uh, you know, anti-Semitic or a conspiracy that the IDF routinely fucking the occupying force, uh, the police force routinely uh, collaborates with settlers, uh, you're out of your fucking mind. That is a literal reality, okay? Welcome to reality of living in, in occupied territories. Uh, straight the fuck up. The occupying force always, historically, and, and even probably in this circumstance, I'm sure, uh, is, is in some way collaborating with the, with the settlers in this situation.